Hi, I'm Kimberly Waldron and this is another Cyboss special episode from the Future of Banking podcast team. I caught up with a true scholar uh, and brilliant mind of the financial technology space, Professor Marcos Zachariadis from the Alliance Manchester Business School. Um, some big news coming out from the uh, Alliance Manchester Business School in in the coming months. So stay tuned for that. I can say no more. Um, But in the meantime, it was great to chat to somebody who has as many times taken to the stage at Cybos, um, as well as other prominent um, and important organisations around the world. So great to talk to Marcos and and hear what he had to say when it comes to, to talent, education and some of the world's most important topics around financial services in the space. So take a listen. Professor Marcus Sakharides um, at Cybos. So, what brings you here this year? It's been how many years has it been? Is this three years since the live event, the last live one? Yeah, it's been three <laughs> years since the last time that was face to face, and I think it's quite exciting to be able to be back and see people in person rather than just Zoom yeah. um, or other software, <laughs> not supporting Zoom in particular. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it's absolutely brilliant to be back and be able to see people in person. And um, you've been involved as a speaker previously with, with Cybus. Yeah, absolutely. So I've been coming to Cybus since 2011. It was yeah. my first Cybus in Dubai and ever since almost every year uh, back as a speaker involved in, in, in different sessions, you know, from inner tribe to more traditional kind of banking sessions uh, to sessions around standards, around data and also student competitions that we had a chance to be involved in the past as well. So how have you seen that sort of um, discussion or the agenda change in that time? And has it changed? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I think 2011 was quite early on. So FinTech as a term even wasn't being used as much. It was all about the technology for, for traditional banking, for correspondent banking, for international payments and how um, it can add efficiencies uh, to the market. Slowly, you would see um, more and more awareness of how technology can change business models, how technology can um, improve customer experiences and so on and so forth. But I think it wasn't until perhaps 2015, 2016, where people started to really talk about FinTech. And I think that you know from that point forward, we've seen more and more participation from smaller organizations, smaller you know, kind of uh, startups that we call fintechs today, yeah. being part of cybers. So that's that's changed quite a bit. Yeah, and I guess some of the other um, guests we've had that we've spoken to at the show, they're saying it's you know unusual to get the banks in an event where you can they're alongside fintechs as opposed to you know go to Money Twenty Twenty and the like, and it's sort of there's a bank, there goes the bank, and it's almost like a rarity to actually have them all in the room together. Yeah, um, I don't know. I think, you know, ob- obviously this um, separation between banks and fintechs was, was really a thing, I think, in the, in the beginning. I think now there's a bit more of a blend. I think mm-hmm. there is understanding that obviously a lot of these fintechs are innovating in the outside of financial services and can contribute to, um, um, to agendas that, these agendas that, banks are trying to, to build themselves. Mm-hmm. So you can see a lot of fintechs now offering products to banks instead of competing with them, uh, or you can see a more appetite to collaborate, even though that you don't have kind of massive 
or numerous examples of collaborations between banks and fintechs. I don't think that they see each other as kind of uh, enemies anymore, let's no. say. Yeah. That's got to be a positive. Oh yeah, absolutely. I think that's, that's, that's progress. And we're, sure. we're close now to the end of day, day two. It's a big four day event. What have you seen or heard or any discussions you've had yourself so far that have been piqued your interest? Yeah, um, I like some of the discussions and some of the sessions that had to do with the future of money. Um, I like some updates on what central banks are doing around CBDCs. There was an interesting session around uh, the digital euro, for example. There was a clear roadmap on how digital euro or ECB essentially is thinking about it and developing some of the ideas and challenges. Um, Do you think it's important that the central banks are getting involved in these conversations to make them happen? Yeah, for, for central bank issues, these are currencies, yes, central banks need to be involved, absolutely. Uh, but also, I think the entire community. So this is a discussion that needs to be done at the community level. We need to understand, of course, what consumers want, whether, um, you know, the CBDCs are, are going to solve problems or it's just going to be another rail um, available to customers, which is also good, but um, is there any particular problems that would need to be solved? Um, and and in how models around CBDC implementations can fit into the existing setup we we have, right? What is mm. the role of the banks going forward? What are some of the challenges? What are some of the opportunities to apply monetary policy or um, you know fiscal reasoning and so on and so forth? So yeah, absolutely, it's a discussion that actually belongs here, belongs inside this. Yeah. And where do these sort of the major themes, where do they map onto or fit in with your your work as an academic? Yeah, absolutely. I think so. Having, having studied the and I'm still studying the role of technology and financial services and how it impacts at the firm level business models, at the market level competition, and the economy level, even productivity and innovation, I think a lot of the topics you see. A, coming back again and again so it's you know it's always the interesting discussions around the technology around the architecture around data around standards around governance um all of these big thematic kind of priorities and questions they always come into the picture when you have any kind of applications of technology in finance services so having examined these and um having a lot of results around certain case studies in technology implementations, you know, I'm able to contribute to these discussions, but yeah. Where, where are we making the biggest progress on these recurring themes, do you think? Yeah, it's hard, it's hard to say. I think um, in so many ways, uh, sometimes history re repeats itself. Uh, and, you know, as industry progresses, there's also um, institution memory loss sometimes, so would still be... I've not heard that phrase before, <laughs> but I know exactly what you mean. Yeah, well, there's institutional memory, but also there's uh, institutional memory loss. Yeah. In the sense that, you know, things we've solved around standards, for example, in interoperability, we are kind of at the borderline of doing similar mistakes now with newer technologies like blockchain, for example, distributed ledgers and so on and so forth. Um, so, but yeah, but so it's, it's important to look at the past and try and get some of these lessons. And I think the role of academia is also that. Yeah. 
you know. Is there anything significant? I'm sure there's lots of things significant, but anything that you're working on at the moment that, you know, is particularly exciting? Any big reports, any big partnerships that you're... Yeah, absolutely. Um, so we've launched about two, three months ago um, a paper that was actually happened to be funded by Swift uh, on their old CBDCs and international payments business. Uh, an interesting work authored with uh, a couple of other economists and finance professors. Um, you can access that freely available online. Uh, this this work that we do, con you know, continue to do work on open finance. Um, again, some of the big questions around the API economy, how openness of data can introduce more competition, change business models, and offer more opportunities for collaboration with banks and fintechs, for example. Um, and going forward, also, we have big plans in terms of bringing academia together. Uh, so we launched about three weeks ago the UK Fintech Academic Network okay. uh, in partnership with Innovate Finance. And are you um, driving that out of Manchester? Driving that out of Manchester, I'm cheering... Um, I'm, I'm chairing the the network myself for now until it gets established, and of course the chair will circulate across different universities. But to start with, uh, we're about 22 founding members from different universities, you know, from University of Cambridge, Oxford, Imperial, UCL, Kings. It's uh, nice to see that London. being driven out of Manchester. Right? Yeah, I mean, it was an idea that has been around several for at least two, three years now, been discussed again and again. Uh, and we just felt that the timing is good now mm -hmm. for it to go forward. So, right. Yeah. And um, I think I've just got sort of two final questions. Is there anything in the agenda that surprised you, or is there anything that you think is missing out of the discussion so far? Yeah, um, nothing that surprised me necessarily, but, but I was expecting, because of the crisis that we're going through right now, so cost of living and, and also... Uh, political instability around the world, etc. I would expect to see kind of more panels and discussions mm -hmm. on these things, but there's less of that, which is kind of like good and bad in some ways. Uh, but perhaps that uh, that would be the only thing that wonder if it's kind a, of surprised me. Yeah, yeah, it's surprising. I think um, maybe there's there's a growing fear of sort of greenwashing, isn't there? Maybe there's sort of sitting back and seeing what happens while we're still in the middle of it. But I agree. I think there would be more discussions, especially in financial services, which touches people in so many different parts yeah. of their lives yeah. surely a big big job to do and a big difference to make yeah and yeah. um, what in terms of when you i don't know whether you're leaving tomorrow wednesday or thursday at the end of the week what will make you feel like this has been a really good trip what are you hoping to hear or see or learn about well i'm trying to evangelize people around the role of academia so my personal success would be more people to be interested in helping out and sponsoring some of our events that we're planning to put together either Manchester or Reese's that we're planning to put together either Manchester or as part of the UK fan collaboration across academia, fintech academia in the UK. So that would be like my, um, let's say, KPI. KPI. <laughs> I actually do have one more question on the same theme. Obviously, last year um, and, and in previous years, this Khalifa review around fintech, one of the strong recommendations was education and grassroots and bringing more people into the industry from the start of their career as opposed to people falling into it from a finance or a tech tech background or going in it via the banking world are you seeing that happening at all how are sort of admissions and, and interest in, in the yeah absolutely sector? there's a booming interest uh, from our students at the business school and and, and other uh, departments of the university. So this is something we see firsthand. So for to give you an example, my fintech course, which is an elective 
across our, our different MBAs. Harvard Business School has uh, doubled two years in a row in terms of demand. But we've also developed more courses in, in different programs at undergraduate level, MSc level as well, on financial data analytics and AI and finance. Um, and at the undergraduate level, there's, there's more around the impacts and um, importance of technology and financial services and just looking at Marketing. technologies like blockchain and so on and so forth. So, so there is tremendous interest. Yeah. And, and these modules, since the first day that they were put out, they were fully subscribed. So that's, that's really great, really yeah. great to hear, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and I know that other universities do similar programs and similar things. So it's it's good to see that there is appetite from next generation. Yeah, and that's the future to isn't be it? trained exactly, and, and that way we'll supply with the industry, you know, the future talent that needs to come.